Warning, spoilers ahead, but I will let you know before the spoilers actually start. You're listening to Once, Episode 304, Final Preseason 7 Spoilers. Welcome back to another episode of Once, the unofficial podcast for ABC's TV show, Once Upon a Time. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. You'll hear from Hunter Hathaway and Jacqueline in a moment as they have spoilers, and that will be the majority of this episode. But before they bring the spoilers to you, which you may or may not want to hear, I want to get you inspired and excited for this Once Upon a spinoff coming, otherwise known as Season 7. This is the opportunity that the writers have to tell a completely different story using some of the same familiar characters. I know there's one other spoiler. There are certain spoilers I just can't avoid, but there is one little spoiler I saw just recently, and Hunter and Jacqueline will certainly talk about it, and it gets me more excited to see that this thing will be in season seven, and I'm looking forward to it because we won't have the same old, same old Snow White and Regina storyline, or maybe not even the Storybrooke storyline as part of it at all. We'll have a new world, a whole new world. We'll have new characters to fall in love with, new characters to theorize about. Remember the season one days when we were trying to figure out who's that or what's their connection, what's their relationship, and oh my gosh, they're related to so-and-so. Whoa! So season seven, by being a reboot, and I know we call it a spinoff jokingly, but it really is like a spinoff with some of the same characters. With it being a new storyline, it opens up all this potential. So although we can be critical sometimes because it feels so much like Once Upon a Time should have ended with season six, I think we have the opportunity here to discover new happy endings, to meet new characters, to see new plot twists, to see where these creative writers can take a new story instead of recycling the same old stories or trying to fit in the same old characters due to contractual obligations or anything like that. Now we've got something completely new, and I'm excited about that. It feels like we're about to watch a whole new TV show that has crossover actors from the previous TV show. Really, that's basically what it is. That's why we keep joking about it being the spinoff, otherwise known as season seven. And I hope that you get excited about that too. And I look forward to the feedback that we'll get from you for the upcoming podcast episodes. Do keep in mind, because the TV show schedule is completely different, our podcast schedule will be completely different also, but also because our lives are significantly different now than they have been over the last several years, we need to adjust in order to continue the podcast and still connect with you and other fans of Once Upon a Time. We have to make some changes with the podcast. So this is probably the last time I'll remind you about this. Once Upon a Time is now at 8 p.m. Eastern slash 7 Central on Friday nights, not Sunday nights anymore. Our podcast will no longer do initial reactions, not even for the premiere episode of Season 7. I don't plan to do an initial reactions. We'll do our live discussion of the episode on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time over at onespodcast.com slash live. So if you want to send us feedback, theories, observations, anything like that for the podcast, then make sure you send it to us before Monday afternoons. You can email feedback at onespodcast.com. You can call at any time of the day because it goes directly to voicemail, 903-231-2221, or you can send us audio feedback through the website at onespodcast.com. And the way that we'll be doing those discussions will be more focused on the major theme. So it's kind of like mashing together our former full discussions and our former initial reactions that we'll be talking about what stands out most to us, where we have the deepest conversation or the the best observations to share with you. We may not have as many screenshots or sound clips because of the schedule of the show as well as our personal schedules, but we still plan to discuss those things that really stand out and a lot of that will be driven by your feedback. So if something stands out to you, if you have a theory about something, if you notice a little Easter egg, please send that to us. Email is really best 
and being concise in the email is really helpful. But whatever way works for you is great. Email, phone call, send a voice message through the website. That would be great. I'm not exactly sure yet who will be the co-hosts ongoing. Uh, We're still trying to experiment with schedules and such and trying to see what can work out. I know Jeremy will be joining me for that first episode discussing the premiere of season seven, and we're not exactly sure how things can work out in the future with schedules and such. So you may hear a new voice. You may hear old voices you haven't heard in a while. You may have to say goodbye to some voices. We're not exactly sure yet because it's so much going on that's changing and so much going on in our lives too. But we hope that you'll be joining us for this ride into the new Once Upon a Time spinoff, Once Upon a Time, The Next Generation, Once Upon a Time, Voyager, Once Upon a Time, The Continuing Years, whatever you want to call it, otherwise known as Season 7. We hope you'll be joining us for that and sending your theories and feedback about those episodes. And as usual, if you send us an email, putting the episode title in the email subject line really helps us with sorting those emails. And you can send those emails to feedback at oncepodcast.com or see all of our podcast feedback information at oncepodcast.com. Before I hand it over to Hunter and Jacqueline to share the latest spoilers with you, remember that this episode is sponsored by Creation Entertainment. This is the company that makes the Once Upon a Time conventions. And there's so much cool stuff happening at these conventions. The next one is in Whippany, New Jersey at the Marriott Hanover. It's October 20th through the 22nd. Go to creationent.com to learn more about that upcoming conference as well as the other upcoming Once Upon a Time conventions. We're not going to be able to make it to the one in New Jersey, but we are looking at maybe going to the convention in Chicago next year. We really want to make it to one of these things, and we've been invited to maybe even lead a panel or record our podcast live at the event, so it will be really cool. But even before we can make it there, we hope you'll go. So go to creationent.com, that's short for Creation Entertainment, creationent.com, to register, to find the closest Once Upon a Time convention near you. And if you've gone to any of these conventions in the past, please send us your feedback. We want to hear stories from the conventions, or especially if you go to this one in Whippany, New Jersey, send us your feedback, your photos, and other cool stuff. On YouTube, one of our listeners, Emma Not Swan, (laughs) funny name, said, I went to the Creation Entertainment Convention in Denver last June, and it was amazing! Two exclamation points there. I met so many internet friends and saw the cast, Colin, Emily, Jared, Karen, etc., And it was one of the most memorable days of my life. I'd highly recommend it to anyone who can go. Oh, that's so exciting sounding. And I'd love to make it to all of them that happen. Maybe you can. I'm not able to. But if you can go to any of them or you've gone to any of them, then send us your feedback about it. Tell us the stories. Send us photos from it. Tell us how awesome it is. Go to creationent.com to register for one of the upcoming events and to get more information. And as far as what's in the convention, I mean, just saying a once upon a time convention, that right there should sell you on it. But you have the opportunity to meet the cast. You can literally sing songs with the cast. But we sung together. You can attend special sessions and panels and have opportunities. And there's so much cool stuff happening at these conventions. You'll want to be there. And when Once Upon a Time someday ends in the future, I think you'll really miss it if you never made it to one of these conventions. So go to creationent.com to register for an upcoming Once Upon a Time convention, and I think it'll be amazing. That's creationent.com. All right, that's all the non-spoiler stuff, discussion, and inspiration. I'll be back after the spoilers to thank our heroes. I'm Hunter Hathaway. And I'm Jacqueline. And we're back with spoilers. We've got the second half of our summer spoilers. Yeah, this is the last of the summer spoilers. When you hear from us again, it'll be our weekly spoiler podcast. Yeah, so we've got a lot to share with you. And we just got some exciting news, didn't we? We did, but we can't. I mean, we can tell you about it, but that's about all we can do. (laughs) Yeah, so we just got notified by the wonderful Daniel that... The screener for the first episode is up on the media board. 
It is. We haven't had a chance to watch it yet. I'm probably going to watch it this weekend. Me too. Either tonight or tomorrow. So stay tuned if you're on the forums. As usual, I'll probably post some reactions and thoughts and a couple other spoilers there. And then there will probably be information coming from like TV line, Entertainment Weekly, ET, all that good stuff, articles from them later this week about what they thought of the premiere and some spoilers from them. So you guys are going to have to look for that stuff on your own, unfortunately, because we're not going to have anything until the show's back. And sorry, we can't share the link with you because it's all secrety login stuff. But we've got lots of other stuff to share with you guys. We do. I hope it's a good premiere. I'm... I'm getting a little nervous, (laughs) I guess. Yes, no, I don't know. Do you feel like we actually know stuff this year? Because I was thinking about this today before we started recording. And normally by this point in the summer, I feel like I have a pretty solid understanding of where the season's going, what the storyline's going to be, like major stuff. And this year I'm kind of like, do I know anything besides guest stars and a little bit about the plot? (laughs) Yeah, because they're keeping a lot of things tight to the chest. Yeah, and it doesn't help that they're filming so much indoors away from... They're not using Steveson anymore. That's how we always knew stuff was because they filmed so much outdoors in Steveson where the fans and the paparazzi could just stand there and watch. And this year, I kind of feel like I don't really know a whole lot. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of green screens, I think, this year. Yeah. Like a lot. But let's dive right into it, guys. We've got a lot to go over. We do, and we're going to start with some casting announcements. Yeah. Because there is quite a bit. Yep. So, first up, it was announced very recently that Rebecca Mater will be back playing Zelina, the Wicked Witch of the West, for multiple episodes. And Rebecca has said that she's beyond thrilled to be returning to make magic with her beloved Once Upon a Time family. I'm excited for this next chapter. So, she is the second star who was on the show previously who will be returning for multiple episodes the other one being jared gilmore who is in at least 701 and 702 Um, everyone else who's come back so far is only one episode yeah i think i know in their contracts they were required to come back for at least one because the next person we're going to talk about is coming back for her one episode next season jennifer morrison is coming back as emma in pirate's life which is episode 702 yes and it's Very tightly under wraps, but we will find out what happened to Huck and Emma. And according to Adam Horowitz, we'll be getting closure on her story in what we feel is a satisfying way. And the good thing is it's not a flashback episode, they said. They're going to be moving forward past the end of season six, and it'll be an emotional curtain call. I kind of wonder what they mean about not a flashback episode, because some aspect of it has to be flashback, because there are pictures of Emma, Hook, and adult Henry reuniting in another realm, Enchanted Forest. But that takes place before the present-day Hyperion Heights. So in some regard, it is a flashback episode, but it's not a flashback to the missing time in... Right. Well, no, we have filming shots of Jared Gilmore filming with Jennifer Morrison and Colin O'Donohue in Steveston, because they were in Steveston for episode 702. So that could be like... I have no idea what they're talking about. Well, that could be the end of season six, because remember how like it's before he goes away? Because I know we start in 701 with Jared saying he's got to go off and find his place. Right. He's 18. He's graduated high school. Still looks the same as he did at the end of season six when he's supposed to be like, what, 15? <laughs> but anyway, um, <laughs> so it could be at that time frame. So they're moving forward in the storyline and not going completely back. Yeah. I don't know. But yes, we just get a, an emotional photo between Emma and old Henry. Yeah. I don't know what to call him. I have no idea what to call him either. Do I just start calling him Henry without clarifying that it's Andrew J. West's adult Henry? Or do we keep calling him adult Henry? I, I don't know. Well, maybe for these next two episodes, we have to call him adult Henry. Because if Jared Gilmore's going to be there, that yeah. kind of thing. And then after that, maybe we just call him Henry since, I mean, he is Henry. He's just not Jared Gilmore that we've been watching for six years. Right. But it does look like she's saying an emotional goodbye to him. It does, yeah. Saying hello in a weird way. 
Like, she's, like, holding his head. Yeah, she is. So there are, I think, two competing theories on maybe the biggest elephant in the room for season seven, which is what happens to Emma Swan? Because Jennifer Morrison has very clearly said over and over again, it's one and done for her. She came back to do one episode and, you know, she's done and that's fine. But there is kind of this huge question then of, well, where does Emma fit into the story? Is Did something happen to her? Is she magically cursed? Is she frozen somewhere? Worst case scenario, does Emma die? And I think the two biggest competing theories right now are that Emma is either dead, maybe she has sacrificed herself for Henry, or there were a lot of pictures when they were filming uh, Hyperion Heights, which is, remember, a suburb of Seattle. And there's actually something in the real Seattle uh, that is this like frozen concrete bug, the yellow bug, Emma's car. And it's a okay. real it's a real thing in Seattle. And I think they're incorporating that into Hyperion Heights, the fictional suburb. And people are wondering, well, maybe Emma is just frozen inside this statue of a Volkswagen bug. So those are the two theories. I know some other people think that Emma is just back in Storybrooke. Maybe she and Hook have had a child, so she went back to Storybrooke to raise the child, to protect the child, while Hook stayed with Henry. I don't know. I guess we'll find out in 702, though. Yeah. I'm preparing myself for Emma being dead, to be perfectly honest. That's an easy way to write her out the show. And it not is. And have our one- people wondering where she is. Because you would, you know, I think a lot of fans, whether you're in the fandom or whether you're just a casual viewer are going to be wondering, well, why isn't Emma coming to save the day? And that's a really easy way to answer it. Though, or why isn't she with her true love hook? Or, you know, just with her son. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. I, I'm preparing myself, although I don't know if I believe that Adam and Eddie would do that, but I would prepare. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> okay. And up next, we have Megan Warner. It will guest star as Rapunzel. Yeah. And she's, <laughs> yeah, because we this is a new Rapunzel from the last one. Right. And she'll find herself magically trapped in a tower by an evil sorceress, feisty and full of pluck. She will do whatever it takes to break the spell and make the sorcerers who imprisoned her pay for those crimes. Yes. So this is a completely different Rapunzel from the one we met back in episode uh, 314, The Tower. The actress, Megan Warner, she looks more like uh, Disney's Tangled Rapunzel than uh, the previous one. You know, she's got the blonde hair, blue eyes kind of thing. Wasn't the previous one a dark girl? Yeah, African-American. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So So. this is, I don't know, maybe from alternate realm Enchanted Forest, I assume. Well, yeah. I mean, Rapunzel and Cinderella changed in this one, too. So, yep. (laughs) Also, we have Kevin Ryan, who will guest star as Prince Marius, I believe he's being called. I'm not 100% sure. There wasn't a whole lot of information, at least on the site I saw, but on a Twitter picture that he posted, it was hashtagged Prince Marius. So I'm guessing that's his name because that is not the name of the prince in – because he's with Tiana yeah, in the picture. But that is not the name of her prince. In the movie, right? That's um, Naveen, isn't it? Correct. It's yeah. Prince Naveen. And here we're getting – I don't have the information as to who it is yet, but Dr. Facilier is coming too. He is. There is no actor yet confirmed for who will be playing him, but he is scheduled to make an appearance um, at some point in season seven. So hopefully we'll get some more information on that because I think he's one of the villains everybody's kind of wanted for a couple years. Um, Very, very, very good villain. I love that character in the movie. So. But to go with Tiana and the whole Princess and the Frog thing, Robin Givens has been cast as her mom. Mm Mm-hmm. And will be in at least one episode as Udora, a loving mother to Tiana and benevolent noblewoman, formerly wealthy, now facing financial disaster. And she handles the transition with grace and inner moral strength. Which is interesting because if I remember correctly, and it's been a while since I've seen The Princess and the Frog, but her mom isn't around, correct? It's... No, her... Well, her mom is there, but uh, her father was the one that passed away. Oh, that's right. Okay. But they didn't come from money at all. Like, they were right. never rich. They were they always, were always poor. Yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting. 
Yes. A bit of a change. We also have Emma Booth, who will be a major recurring star on the show as just the witch. That's just what they're yeah. calling her, the witch. Um, she is being described as wicked as they come. Her true identity will be revealed later in the season. But Adam has said this many, many, many times that Emma Booth is not replacing Bex Mater as either Zelina or the Wicked Witch of the West. She has absolutely nothing to do with the Oz mythos. So completely new character. Um, okay, good. And there's kind of a very big theory running around some parts of the fandom that she's actually Hook's mother. Oh, well, yeah, we've never met his mother. Right. He never talks about his mother. Right. We don't know what's happened to her. We don't, you know, when the youngest we've ever seen Killian Jones um, was when he was a very young boy, when his father abandoned them to those sailors. So we don't know anything about her. We also learned that Giles Matthew will be returning as Gideon in episode four, which is the Rumpel-centric that is also featuring Emily DeRaven. So it's kind of a mm-hmm. Rumpel slash Rumbel-centric episode. And yeah. he will be playing his – he will be playing Gideon as a 20-year-old, which <laughs> we well, talked about we don't this. Know. <laughs> we talked about this last time. I am still really confused on – when present day Hyperion Heights is because there was an article from uh, TV Guide, I believe, that said that Henry is living in like September of 2017 in Hyperion Heights. Uh, but we have Gideon as Gideon, a 20 year old, not as a baby or anything. So, yeah, I have no idea. Timeline, None. please. A timeline <sighs> would be wonderful. It, it would be. And finally, we have Chris Gathier as. Returning to episode seven as Smee, and he was seen filming with Colin. Yes. So Captain Hook and Smee are back together again, and they were filming, I think, in a wooded area. So I don't know if it's past past. I don't know if it's other realm past. <laughs> we're we're going to have to come gonna... up with a whole new way of talking about the past and places. <laughs> yeah, this is going to get really confusing really fast. Yeah. <laughs> But to go along with all the casting, we got some first-look photos and profiles of all the new characters, like the main characters of the stories. Yeah, which was which was nice because there are, of course, so many new people since we lost a good portion of the cast. Oh, you should have seen me going through photos because I did that first. Like all, we, Just so you guys know, we have some photos for this first episode coming up. And I'm like, I think this is this person, but I'm not sure. And then I was reading all this <laughs> stuff and I'm like, oh, yes, it is. I was right. Hey. Because <laughs> it's just so many new faces. It's like starting all over again. Yeah, it is. It's. I think, you know, we were talking about how we're kind of going into this and we kind of feel like we don't know anything. But, you know, I didn't know anything going into season one. Um, so, yeah, that's sort so we of We didn't fitting. have to talk about season one. That That's true. <laughs> we didn't have to talk about seasons yet. All right. So... Um, we, you know, we do have some pictures of the old people, like there are some pictures of Henry and Hook. They are in the Another Realm Enchanted Forest. They're both dressed in leather. Henry is looking very Prince Charming. Yes. Esque. <laughs> he's, he's got like the light sort of medium brown leather, ar- uh, leather clothing with his motorcycle because, you know, that's a thing that he's doing now. And how does he get the gas? <laughs> I'm sorry. Like this is just annoying me. Like, how do you have gas back in the other realm? I I don't know how he has gas, and I don't know how the other realm has paved roads. But I guess we're not supposed to question that. Video of him being on like a dirt path, but there was. But still, he has a motorcycle there. Okay, let's move on from that. I I promise not to bring that up again. (laughs) (laughs) So our first first look is uh, Cinderella. Yes. And she's wearing the same dress that we've seen a couple times now. Yes, which is this, you know, sort of bright blue dress that has kind of a purple, I don't know if it's really an overlay, the beadwork is kind of purpley, sort of a purple floral pattern. It's like an iridescent-y yes. fabric. Yes. Maybe it, it changes in the sun, or like as the sun hits it type thing. And we have some pictures of Cinderella up close when we talk about uh, the season premiere specifically. And the dress up close when you're looking at it, it's a little bit better than what Hunter and I thought of it the very first time we had to talk about it. I'm still not a huge fan. But I still don't like it from like the chest up. I just, er, 
Yeah, we'll no. talk about it when we go to later. <laughs> okay. So what we do know is that we find out she's not necessarily looking for her prince in this storyline. Mm-hmm. And her Hyperion Heights counterpart is going to be named Jacinda. Mm-hmm. And she's a single mother who is struggling to keep her family together, keep her life together, and keep her head up against many obstacles. So she's finding herself once again being Cinderella to the world where she feels like she is constantly cleaning up her mess, yet she can never get ahead. So it sounds as though Lucy and Cinderella are together, that they aren't separated by this curse. Yeah, see, that's where I got confused because I thought Lucy came from the other realm. Right. Because we're going to talk about that in the photos, but I thought she came from the other realm. So she would be an example, someone from the Enchanted Forest going to Storybrooke. Right. To find. Which, so, (laughs) if we're kind of trying to piece this together, it sounds like Henry and Cinderella, they meet in another realm, Enchanted Forest, fall in love, presumably get married and have a child, Lucy. Mm -hmm. And then that's when Lady Tremaine strikes and tries to break up their family Henry at some point is going to more or less call home for help. And that's where Emma, Hook, Regina, and I guess Rumpel come over and help him. And then the curse gets cast, which sends Henry, Cinderella, all those characters, plus Hook, Regina, and Rumpel to Hyperion Heights, question mark on Emma... Yeah. But somehow Lucy isn't cursed, but everybody else is, including Henry. Yeah. I really need to watch this episode. (laughs) Yeah. I really need to go watch the season premiere right now because I'm I'm so confused. Because Henry knows that he's Henry Mills. That's how season six ends with Lucy saying, are you Henry Mills? And he says yes. So Henry's aware that he is Henry Mills, but apparently is cursed to not know that he has a child and a wife. I don't know. I don't know. All right. But speaking of these new characters, Lady Tremaine. She looked really good. She looks she did. like a glammed up evil queen. She in does. In my opinion. Yeah. She's she's obviously taking kind of the evil queen Regina fill-in spot from season one if we want to keep making comparisons. Right. But no, instead of dark colors, she's actually wearing lighter colors. Yeah. Um, so she's the new big bad who wants to get to the top and will use any means necessary to do so. Her Hyperion height counterpart takes the form of a developer named Victoria, trying to gentrify the neighborhood and push out all the fairy tale characters. But there is more to her than we may yet realize. Uh, obviously, she doesn't like Cinderella very much, and she does have an agenda. But there is something broiling beneath that's personal and painful that is driving her at all costs. So... Like with all our villains, at some point we will get their backstory and we'll realize that they just aren't evil for the sake of evil. Yes. And, of course, she does have a daughter, Drusilla. Mm -hmm. And she looked very put together in the other realm. And she's wearing a crown, but she's not a princess. Yeah, I don't know what that's about. I don't know. (laughs) Okay. But she's deliciously evil. She presents herself to be as evil as the evil stepsister's promise to be. But like everything in the show, you never know what's underneath it. She may even rival her mother. And she takes a lot of abuse from her mom, but we wonder for how long that will last. And there's a lot going on inside her. Yes. And we got a little bit more about the character. She will be in Hyperion Heights. Um, She's supposed to be a very put together, buttoned up mean girl, I believe. I When I kind of read the description of her, it sounds a little bit like season one Blair Waldorf, if you've ever seen Gossip Girl. Queen Bee kind of backstabbery. So that'll be interesting. She'll either be a hoot or she's going to be a bit insufferable, I think. <laughs> and then we have Alice of Alice in Wonderland, because again, it's um, a new Alice, not the one from the TV show Wonderland. And she is a character in the vein of Rumpel in that you don't really quite know what she is up to, where she is going or where she's been. A fact Rumpel in particular will find curious. There is a pretty big theory going around that she is actually Belle and Rumpel's daughter. So Gideon's younger sister? Yeah. And I have no idea how that works with the timeline if we're really in present day September 2017 somehow, unless... Gideon's 20. Gideon's 20, and she's... I mean, Rose Reynolds is playing her, and she's a 
you know, she could pass for a couple years younger than 20, but, you know, she definitely looks around that age. I guess the theory might go that she got sent to Wonderland where time runs differently. That's as they say that. Yeah. You know, that happens to Rumpel's children. This is a thing that happens to them. They get taken away to a place where time <laughs> is weird. So <laughs> she does look quite a bit like blonde haired Emily DeRaven. Yeah. Some of the shots we have that we'll talk about in a bit, I actually had to do a bit of a double take because she looks like how I remember Emily looking on Lost as Claire. So Tiana is up next. I did these all before I actually read all the information about all the characters, because that's just the way I roll. But um, she looked like a commoner in her clothes, and it reminded me a lot of Renfair. Like, if you go to one of those yeah. in the outfits they wear. But we'll first see her in episode five, and it doesn't follow the film. They want you to know that. They want to honor the film, but with a once been to it. And that's what they do with everything. So her Hyperion Heights counterpart is Sabine, and she'll play a vital role with her relationship with Cinderella is a lot like Snow and Red's were, and they're roommates and good friends. Yes, and it's worth pointing out here that Mika Cox, who plays Tiana, has been upgraded to a series regular. Okay. So everybody except Adeline, who plays Drizella. And then uh, Rose Reynolds, who plays Alice, everybody who was announced, you know, several months ago when we talked about all of them, they are now all series regulars, along with Regina, Rumpel, and Hook. Okay. And then we do have little Lucy, Henry's daughter, who has the inevitable task that her father also faced as a child, you know, six years ago, in that he <laughs> has to bear the burden of the truest believer because her father no longer does. It is up to her to get people to remain hopeful. You will see a lot of Henry and her and her grandmother, Snow White. Yeah. Moving on to her father, Henry. Um, after leaving home to find his own story, Hun Henry finds an epic romance with Cinderella, but eventually ends up cursed in Hi Hyperion Heights. No longer a wide-eyed believer, he's a cynical author turned Uber driver. What the heck is that? Like, <laughs> of all the jobs, when this came out, I just, I just kind of <laughs> stared blankly at the screen and went, I'm sorry, he's a what? <laughs> He's an Uber driver. Yeah. He no longer believes, and it's up to Lucy to help him find his belief again. He wrote a book called Once Upon a Time that is all the stories from the first six seasons, but it did not do well. No one bought it. So he's down on his luck looking for his place in the world. He sounds <laughs> a lot like Isaac back in season four, where nobody uh -huh. wanted to read his stories, and so he started messing with things, which... I don't know. Maybe they go that route or maybe they don't. But uh, poor, poor Henry writes all these terrible things that have happened to him and his family. And everybody's like, yeah, this is a, a eh. terrible, a terrible story. It's, um, it's interesting. Yes. <laughs> all right. Next up is Rumple, and details on him are being kept very, very under wraps. But his uh, Hyperion Height counterpart is menacing, and we won't find out his name until the premiere. Although, if you've been paying attention to set spoilers, uh, I believe his last name is Weaver. Okay. So uh, he does have a centric episode in episode four with Belle and Gideon. Um, but we don't have a whole lot on Rumple. In what's going on on Hyperion Heights with him. Yeah. But we have a little bit more on for Regina. When Henry finds himself in trouble, he calls out to his family for help. And Regina is one of the ones that comes running, of course, because she is his mother. And that's how she ends up in Hyperion Heights as a denim-clad bartender named Ronnie. Ronnie is Regina with the wisdom of six years of the show. I'm not really sure what that means. But she's a tough character, a bartender. She's sticking up for the little people in the neighborhood against the bully, who we will realize is Lady Tremaine. And all the experience she has going from the evil queen have led to a mature character. Yes. And then finally, we have Hook, who also comes to help Henry. But in Hyperion Heights, he's a very despondent cop named Rogers. He's got a very specific mission and a case that has haunted him that is unsolved. And that's what they are going to be teasing out in the first couple of episodes with Hook. Um, he's a good cop with a plate that is full of temptation. Now, going back to what we were saying about Emma and how Jennifer Morrison has said, you know, one and done – 
I kind of think that this case that's haunting him is probably something to do with his missing wife, his missing girlfriend, something like that. Yeah. And part of the season could be Rogers needing to solve this case, which will also help us solve the, again, giant elephant in the room that is Emma Swan. Yeah. But let's get on to 701, Hyperion Heights. What do you say? Okay. Absolutely. The residents of Enchanted Forest face their greatest challenge yet as the Evil Queen, Captain Hook, and Rumpelstiltskin join forces with a grown-up Henry Mills and his daughter Lucy on an epic quest to bring hope to their world and ours. Creators Edward Kitsis and Adam Horowitz invite you to take part in the journey as new fairy tale characters and old search for true love, find adventure, and take sides in the ongoing struggle of good against evil. In the season premiere episode, Henry leaves Storybrooke in search of his own story. Years later, in another realm, he encounters a troubled Cinderella, changing the trajectory of his quest forever. When Cinderella's evil stepmother, Lady Tremaine, poses a threat, Henry discovers that following his heart will require him to make more difficult choices than he could ever have imagined. Years later, a young Lucy finds a disillusioned Henry in his home in Seattle, determined to make him remember his true self in order to defeat the curse affecting the fairy tale characters of Hyperion Heights. It's written by Eddie Kitsis and Adam Horwitz, directed by Ralph Hemlegar. Yes, and we have several guest stars. Um, Jared Gilmore as young Henry, Rose Reynolds as Alice, Adelaide Kane as Drizella slash Ivy, Daniel Jeffrey as Carl, Liam Hall as the prince, Jillian Fargay as uh, the fairy godmother, and Darcy Laurie as Louis. Yeah. It's so weird seeing Jared Gilmore as... As a guest yeah. star. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, we don't ever have to say that. Yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah, it's really weird. Okay, so we got a lot of photos. We did. Did we they tell got... us anything? Eh, no, of course not. Not really. <laughs> um, there are a ton of shots of Cinderella in her blue dress in the woods. Yeah, but these aren't phot- our principal photography photos. No, these are, they took the actress, told her to pose, and then shot them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it does mean that we get a bit more of the dress. The dress that I think Hunter and I have felt the need to talk about for at least <laughs> 10 minutes every single time we've done this. <laughs> I don't like it. Oh, God, I don't like it either. And I really okay. don't like her carriage. Her it's too poofy. I think they're trying to reminisce too much of the movie Cinderella, like the cartoon animated Cinderella dress yeah. Yeah. in this. Her sleeves are super poofy. She's like 1980s again. And she's falling out of the top of her dress. Ugh, I, I cringe and like kind of just reach for my chest every single time I... I see these. Um, like, I wonder what it was yeah. like on set when she was like falling down and stuff. If she actually fell out of this dress, <laughs> I a note to the costume designers: there's nothing wrong with modernizing these classic dresses. <laughs> you know? Yes. And I love how we can have this conversation because Daniel's not here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be like, whatever. <laughs> um. So there are a ton of those. Go look at the dress. So tell us what you guys think if you like the dress or not. Are we just being crazy? Are we crazy? Yeah, let us know, please. We also have several photos of Cinderella and Henry on the motorcycle, and it's it's they're all taken from that opening scene of which we already have the sneak peek that was shown at Comic Con of Henry and Cinderella meeting as she's kind of in her carriage running away, and he's on his motorcycle riding through the woods. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and he, like, runs her off the road, and she's, like, knocked out, looks like unconscious on the side of the road type thing. Yep. The carriage is destroyed because, you know, it can't handle being off-road. Right. But then we also have photos from back in Hyperion Heights. Mm-hmm. We have quite a few of Regina leaning against her bar, Ronnie's, looking cute uh, in these black boots and jeans, shirt. She's got a rockabilly look to yeah. her she's got this she's curly smiling. hair she is she's smiling like if you think back to season one our introduction of mayor mills how she was <laughs> you know just in black and buttoned up and she obviously was evil versus this it's it's kind it's of amazing how 
how far Regina's come. Um, yeah. She does look great. I love this kind of 1980s rockabilly look to powder. I think she looks fantastic. Yeah, I love her hair. Her hair is super she cute. She looks so happy. Yeah. Like which, you know, is um alarming given well, I mean, her happiness is going to dissipate ever so slightly when she realizes that she's been cursed. Right, <laughs> but, but still. Yeah, she looks great. So, we do see a photo with Henry in the bar. So, I'm guessing he sees her. Yeah, and this is one of those things that I'm wondering if Henry's curse, his personal curse, is going to be broken a lot sooner. So if you think back to season one, Graham's curse was lifted very early on, episode seven. I miss Graham. Yeah, I know. Sad tear for Graham. And I think Henry, I think his curse is going to be lifted a lot sooner than everybody else's. And then he's going to spend the rest of the season trying to break his mother's curse, you know, his stepfather's curse, all that kind of stuff. Because it's very weird to see Henry and Regina in this bar together. And I don't think they know who each other is yet. Yeah. Yeah. We also see Henry talking with Lucy. And this is where I got confused because I thought she came from the other realm, but she's got her modern clothes from. And I'm like, where did she get these? Right. So a little girl with no money. (laughs) So she's been transplanted from another realm enchanted forest but she isn't cursed but everybody else is and i don't know how that happens like that just seems antithetical to the whole curse yeah like what we've seen in past curses because we've seen this curse now what three times at least at least yeah but then we see alice standing on the roof and she's just like looking down at what's going on like probably hiding in the shadows Yep. Um, And again, she looks quite a bit like Emily did in Lost when she played Claire. We also see Drisella or Ivy. Yep. She looks very mean girlish. Yes. Very mean girl. But she's very pretty looking. Like she's got like a lot of soft features. Yeah. And then we see Alice in the woods, which I'm going to guess is in the other realm. Is it? Other is it another realm enchanted forest or is it possibly another realm wonderland? Wonderland? I don't know. But there's but, some I mean those shots of her in the woods they're interesting. She's got kind of a air of I don't want to say evil but an air of um she is someone not to be trifled with. Right, but like there's someone some photos it looked like she was scared, some she looked evilish and some she looked like haha, like I'm going to go goo this. Like yeah. like an evil happy, I guess you would say. Yeah. And she's got a a potion bottle around her neck that reads drink me. Okay. Yeah, well that's very typical Alice. Mhm. I think she might be the character I'm most intrigued by so far. We don't know anything about her. Yeah. And then, I mean, everything that they have been shooting on set, what we can see, so many of her shots are with Rumple. So I'm, I'm always excited when Rumple has someone to play off of. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited by her. And then finally, we see Lady Tremaine, and she looks very like queen like she looks very mayor mills season one in reverse color clothing. Yeah, <laughs> like exactly. Yeah, she's wearing kind of what like whites and creams. But it's those business suit, pencil skirt kind of looks that Mayor Mills was rocking back in season one. And she's got like this, she sits up very straight, very Mm -hmm. proper and has that look on her face. Yep. And she's also seen in the bar talking with Regina. Yep. Or Ronnie, I should say. So a lot coming out for season one. We can't wait to watch it. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. I'm hoping that when I watch the premiere here... In the next 24 hours or so, a lot of my questions that I have are going to be answered. Yes, I'm hoping I get done with this and have time to watch it before my son wakes up. <laughs> but we've got a lot of episode titles. We do. We The first three, I believe, we already gave you. So we've mm-hmm. got 701, Hyperion Heights, written by Adam, Adam and Eddie. 702, A Pirate's Life, which is written by Jane Espenson and Jerome Schwartz. 703, The Garden of Forking Paths, written by David H. Goodman and Brigitte Hales. And then these are the new ones. Episode 704, Beauty, written by Dana Horgan and Lee Fong. 705, Greenbacks, written by Christopher Haller and Adam Karp. Episode 706, Wake Up Call, written by Jerome Schwartz and Jane Espenson. 707, Eloise Gardner, written by David H. Goodman and Brigitte Hales. 
And episode 708, Pretty in Blue, written by Dana Horgan and Lee Fong. And what do you want to guess that 709 is written by Christopher Holler and Adam Cart? Yeah, and then 710 is going to be written by Adam and Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it looks like they're using the same writers. And instead of like as many different writers as they've used in the past, they're pairing up the same ones and just, that's what it looks like to me. Yep. So to talk a little bit about some of these episode titles, episode 704, Beauty, we know that that's the Rumple Bell, Gideon-centric one. Episode 705, Greenbacks, we believe is a reference to Tiana. I think this is probably the first episode. Uh, it is, because they we're said she see, comes in episode five. Yep, that we're going to get a bit of a more of a backstory on Tiana. Episode 706, Wake Up Call, I am going to say, because it's being written by two veterans, Jerome Schwartz and Jane, who write, has been writing since season one, I think this might be the episode where Henry's curse breaks. Okay, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Episode 707, Eloise Gardner, I think that might be the name of the witch that Emma Booth is playing. Um I think that might be her name. And given that they've just cast Rapunzel, I'm wondering if not only is she Hook's mother, but is also the evil sorceress who had Rapunzel locked up in the tower. Yeah, because they've talked about her, but we don't know who that is yet. Yep. And then episode 708, Pretty in Blue, I think is a Cinderella episode. Makes pretty much sense to me. Yep. And before we end our discussion here, we got an... EW Hot Seat. Because these are so much fun, and we love them so much. Yes. So, does Henry remember his family? Yes. I don't understand. (laughs) (laughs) So, he knows that he's... I don't know. Actually, I don't remember that at all. I don't understand that at all. Because he's (laughs) cursed sitting in a bar with Ronnie and, and what? Is he not saying, your name's Regina, you're really the former evil queen, you cursed a bunch of people, like, 50 years ago? Maybe he knows of them, but he doesn't remember... Like, it's a foggy, hazy memory of what they look like. Oh, I need to go watch the season premiere. (laughs) So, will Regina have a new love interest? Can't say. Could we meet another Peter Pan who is evil? Yes, we could. Will we see any new realms? Yes. And that's it. And that's it. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of excited to see the new episode. I really want the new episode to answer some of my questions. I hope it does. Yeah. But you know it's not. <laughs> right. No, there, there, there will be It wouldn't be no once upon a time without that. Right. So moving forward, as for Hunter and I, we kind of need to play it by ear and figure out when ABC is going to be releasing the majority of their press packets. You know, for however many years now, it's been pretty routine. We knew that we were going to record our spoilers on Wednesday. Yeah. And now I have no idea. Yeah, so we're in a whole new ball game here, guys. We have we're we're at the mercy pretty much of ABC because if they don't release their press packets, we don't have much to tell you guys. Like sometimes we do, sometimes we don't, but we really rely heavily on their press packets. It kind of depends uh on that, but then at the same time, it's very possible I think that our spoiler podcasts are going to be separate from the podcast podcast. Like, I so, think they will be. So like, you, they might come out like Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah. Or so you might get your podcast episode on Monday, but not hear from Hunter and I until, you know, Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah. Hopefully, We're still working out the details. Not so. Thursday because that's only one day before. Mm. Uh, yeah. Well, that means everyone has to listen to us right away. Yeah. There you go. Okay, so that's all we have for you this week. I know it's a lot, but we're all caught up and we're ready to start the new season. Yep. So, I'm Hunter. You can follow me on Twitter at Traveling Pixie. I'm Jacqueline, and you can follow me on Twitter at Punk underscore Bunny underscore 87. Until next time, Oncers. I'm being a good boy and not being spoiled. I didn't listen to any of that, but you probably heard some amazing spoilers, and you know it's coming in Season 7, and I have absolutely no idea. So, I know a lot of my theories are probably going to end up sounding ridiculous, as oftentimes they do. But you know who isn't ridiculous? It's our wonderful heroes that have supported the podcast, and especially during these hiatus months. The support is really appreciated because it does still cost. I just recently had to upgrade our website server again 
in order to make it run a little bit more smoothly and more stable. So special thanks to our heroes for this episode. Lisa Slack, Lisa R., Amy Cavalier, Marianne Lavati, Heather Peckfelder, Jill Sherrod, Greg Shope, and our 24 heroes on Patreon. Thank you very much for the kind support of the podcast. Your support keeps the podcast going. We really could not afford to do this podcast without your support because it does cost quite a lot to do the podcast and cover all those expenses. You wouldn't believe how much some of this stuff costs. So we really appreciate your wonderful, amazing generosity. And if you want to adjust your heroship or you want to become a hero for the podcast, then please go to oncepodcast.com slash hero. And thank you for your support. If you enjoyed this episode or want to continue the conversation on this episode, and I will not be reading the comments related to the spoilers, so if you want to comment about the creation entertainment even, then please email those to us, feedback at oncepodcast.com. But you can go to the website for this episode at oncepodcast.com slash 304 to share that episode, comment about the spoilers, or anything else related to the conversation in this episode. That's oncepodcast.com slash 304. We'll be back with the podcast live on Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern time at oncepodcast.com slash live. But if you're subscribed to the podcast already in a podcast app, then you download every episode automatically. And we're very grateful for that subscription. So we hope you'll join us live that Monday night or you'll join us again for the podcast and send us your feedback. Please connect with us on Twitter at Once Podcast. And for my fellow co-hosts, I'm not really sure exactly who that will be for the upcoming season. I'm Daniel J. Lewis at the Daniel J. Lewis on Twitter. Have a happy ever after and thanks for listening. Once Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Big thanks to our heroes for supporting this episode of the podcast. If you'd like to be a hero too, then please go to oncepodcast.com slash hero. And also, you could be a superhero by going to Creation Entertainment's Once Upon a Time convention at creationent.com. And thank you for your support.